It's yet another episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We go through more prospects and we discuss three different prospects, whether or not these three players are on track to do something good in the next few years. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, which once again means we'll never have a paywall. Hope you guys also had a great weekend. It is now Monday. It was a really, really hot weekend here in Arizona. I am still cool, trying to cool myself down. I got myself a a spiked EGs, um, and it's uh, it's refreshing. That's for damn sure. As we get ready to talk some prospects today, yeah, uh, I have just water myself. Uh, not spiked water, unfortunately, just regular water. Um, and yeah, it, it should be a fun episode. We're talking prospects. Uh, before we get started, we do want to mention that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. But now let's get to the you know our our prospects. We got three prospects we want to talk about today. We got Victor Soderstrom, Nathan Smith, and Jack McBain. Soderstrom is the only one who's actually been with the been with the organizations for longer. Smith and McBain required earlier this season. We'll mention more about them in a uh, in a little bit. But uh, let's. No, let's get this to uh, Soderstrom, Carl, because um, this was his second actual season with Arizona. Technically, like I think last year was his first, but only played four games. Um, mm-hmm. Made played mostly in Tucson, um, but is this his second? Like he completed the second year of his contract. Yeah, it's it's a play. Victor Soderstrom is a player whose development has been heavily impacted by COVID-19. Uh, he was drafted in 2019. So uh, I think he spent a year overseas where they're just like, hey, we don't want you to have to deal with any of this. Uh, came to, to Arizona, spent the time in Tucson, like you said. Got a couple of call-ups in Arizona. Um, hasn't shown that he's really ready to be a full-time NHL player yet. But I would say he's probably the Coyotes' best defensive prospect right now. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why, like, when he was called up, they didn't rush him a lot. They didn't kind of push him to do too much because, y- you know, you don't want to stress him the hell out, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you want to make sure he develops in all the right ways. And that's why they called up your Cam, you know, your Cam Deneens, your Dyson Mayos and whatever, because because they're like, like, not, not, not to put offense to any of you know, to those players, but they're. You know, they were the um, just the wolf bait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, did, 
Victor Sorstrom definitely has the higher ceiling of all of the Coyotes defensemen. And like any kind of like premature call up could adversely affect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is kind of the uh, the mindset of the of the franchise going into it. And you don't really want to do that. There's no real reason to do it. It's the um, you know we talked about Prospetov a lot this uh, this season, and it's the same kind of logic for that. Victor Soderstrom is still only 21 years old, so there's absolutely no reason to rush him. Oh yeah, I know absolutely. Um, he's yeah definitely very very young, and we talked about it. Defensemen take longer to develop and everything like <laughs> that. So like. And again, to kind of talk about when we're talking about our uh, the draft prospects, you know, when with our with our draft experts, you know, we're like we we all say the same thing. The Coyotes are in no rush to put any of their best prospects out there. So, like, why do it? You know, if if you have time to develop in the right spots, then have them do that. Yeah, it, it's um, you know, I, I'm glad we got to see a few instances of Victor Soderstrom. Uh, I, I was kind of worried because he didn't have the best year in Tucson last year. Um, no one seemed to have a really good year in Tucson. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say he had a, a great 16 games with the Coyotes either, but you know, nothing that was really abhorrent. Um, like, no, nothing that really stood out. Played in a couple of games at the end um, and, and looked pretty okay. Uh, I do see that he did finish, you know, with a minus. Uh, and sorry, at the wrong spot. Did it minus seven? Uh, minus seven. We've we've talked about how plus minus isn't the yeah, most. Yeah, you don't you, you don't use it as a, you you don't use it as a baseline for everything. You kind of you you use it to like understand more a little bit more and like to kind of complement some of the stuff we already knew, right? Yeah. Um, and minus seven. If, let's say this if you're minus single digits for a defenseman it's not terrible yeah i, I will also <laughs> add he, he was a minus two in two back-to-back games against the colorado avalanche so that's really gonna hurt your numbers um but it's also the colorado avalanche so it, it's pretty understandable like there's there's plenty of players who are going to make you pay with a inexperienced defenseman on the ice which so Strom definitely is. Yeah. Um, and plus, he played the equal amount of games with the Roadrunners this year and last year um, with nine more points. He had 10 points in 32 games with the Roadrunners last year versus 19 points in 32 games with the Roadrunners this year. Um, That's good. And, and, and if you want to use the plus minus again, he was a minus 16 last year and is a minus 12 this time around. So... Yeah. So definitely, uh, you know, a little bit of an improvement on that end, which is great to see. Uh, Victor Sostrom's, I think, job is just kind of continue to improve, continue to look better each year. Uh, I, I do not think he's going to be with the Coyotes for most of the season next year. Um, potentially could be a call-up, but I think the Coyotes are going to want to have a little bit more older defensemen like veteran players on the blue line um which you know hopefully we don't see as many tucson roadrunners uh like there's a couple where like jj Mosier. do do you really need him in the nhl maybe um victor sershom do you need him in the nhl absolutely not oh yeah no um 
Exactly. That's that's the point. Because like, and I think it's all because all based off of um, that ceiling that you mentioned, right? Because you know, want to make sure that they get the right seasoning possible to make sure they're hundred percent ready for that for, for that jump, and that you don't want to um, stress out your best pro- one of your best prospects. And like you said, and you said at the beginning. Victor Soderstrom is the Coyotes' best defensive prospect right now. Yep. Um, and unless, you know, the Coyotes draft some, you, you know, big name this draft, which we don't know. They have three picks in the first round. So it's like. Yeah. But. Or or it could be part, like, of a massive trade. Uh, we talked about potentially trading Jacob Chikrin, like, getting a defensive prospect back could be like a big part of that because, you know, you're giving up a defenseman might as well get one back. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, overall, what would you say is your, um, your hope for social in the next couple of years? You were kind of mentioned next year that not to play with the, with the coyotes like full time, which obviously we all, we already know that, but yeah, just like uh, next couple of years. I would like to see him like just continue to do well in Tucson. I'd like to see him get his point numbers up. He is like, he was tied as kind of like a more offensive prospect. And you said he had how many go or how many points with the road runners? Uh, 19, 19. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I would like to see more. Um, I'd also like to see him get some more goals to be honest, because mm-hmm. three goals, 16 assists, you know, you don't see too many sniper defensemen, but I, I would like to see that that sort of confidence develop. Um, and then, you know, three years from now, start to see him like really knocking on the Coyotes' door. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, and you know, I think he, I think he'll get there. He will definitely yeah. get there, especially because the Roadrunners' prospect system, their development system has worked out in the last years the last couple the last two years have been poor for the team but they bang out some good prospects as like they been like you know put out some good um prospects to nhlers in the last few years yeah and, and they did that during extremely time trying times dealing with both a global pandemic as well as like the coyotes just losing all of their players due to injury absolutely absolutely well um we're still got we still got more to get to on uh this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're gonna talk about the uh other prospects out there. Um we're gonna do that in just a moment. But first I want to tell you guys know that I run a busy schedule, which pretty much means that I don't have time to get all the daily vitamins and minerals that I can get. Um in uh from for my daily intake. So I just want to tell you guys about our partner at from Athletic Greens and and their product AG. One, it's something that I use about every day, and it's really as simple as just you know, just one scoop of this thing in a cup of water every day, and it gives me more vitamins and minerals. Um, like about it's about seventy-five high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole foods, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adapt, adaptogens, and a bunch of it all to help me get my stay, my day started right. Um, it helps with my immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It is. And plus, it tastes pretty darn good, and it's cheaper than your daily cold brew habit. 
So it's really e so so it's really really easy to use. Once again, and all you just need is a couple of it in water a day, and it's just that simple. So I want you to do, guys, check it out yourself too. Athletic Greens actually giving you an opportunity to get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com/nhlnetwork. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com/nhlnetwork to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So we also have a favor to ask you guys. We put together a survey. So we can learn more about the listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. You won't take very long and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So to take our audience survey, once again, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks again for your help. So now let's go ahead and get to two more prospects. Once again, on this episode of Locked On Coyotes, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock, we got uh, an interesting more set of prospects. We got two people set up, um, both who acquired uh, close to the trade deadline this season, Carl. We'll start with Nathan Smith, um, who is uh, uh, he was acquired in the trade. Which, which, which trade was that? Um, he was acquired from the Winnipeg Jets along with Brian Little's contract in exchange for a 2022 fourth round pick. Uh, Brian Little has two more years left um, with a cap hit of $5,291,000. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, you know, side note of that, Coyotes are going to weaponize the cap again. It's going it, to, we, we already know this. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, Although I saw recently that Buffalo is looking to acquire cap hits, so other teams are stealing the strategy. So I mean, weaponizing the cap works. What they're realizing, especially if you do it right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think it was a it was a good trade. Nate Smith um, was a Hobie Baker finalist. He mm -hmm. was. He looked good in his 10 games, had two goals, two assists. Uh, he's a center. Coyotes definitely need centers. Um, and it kind of fits with Bill Armstrong's strategy of acquiring like slightly older players um, in a, you know, looking to jumpstart the rebuild. We saw it with JJ Moser, who we talked about earlier, um, and we're seeing it with Smith and McBain. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nicer to see stuff like that. You know, and, you know, acquiring NCAA people is a really interesting move, right? Because, like, um, a lot of, some pe people, a lot of teams have not done as much of that because players will go back to the NCAA. They won't do much. And then, like, they'll stay all four years. And then they're like, it's like, oh, well, now we don't get to see this player for four years because they're, because now they're stuck or else, like, because like we can't send them back to the NCAA if they're not ready. If once we send them a contract, they're done. They're no longer college eligible. Um, yeah, we don't want to screw them over that way. So like, um, but with McBain, it was different because he had already spent three years at the university uh, at uh, Minnesota State. Sorry, I was about to say University of Minnesota, but Minnesota State University. Um, and uh, his last year, I looked at looking at his stats were really good. Right, he was uh, fifty points in the 38 games played of Minnesota State. And I mean, yeah. there's a reason why, like you mentioned, he was a Hobie Baker Award finalist. Like he was, because he played that good. 
Yeah. He, he really blew up uh, his third year. Um, and, you know, something that we have seen a lot of people worry about is, are the Coyotes going to be able to attract free agents? Um, it was a big issue when the team was owned by the NHL. I can tell you that. When there was ownership drama, that was a very common thing that I saw talked about. Like, free agents don't want to sign here. But something that we talked about all this year is the Coyotes are a great place to go if you have something to prove. And Smith definitely has something to prove. Uh, he didn't think he was going to get that chance with Winnipeg, uh, it sounds like. You know, doesn't have much center competition with the Coyotes. Uh, what, biggest person probably would be Travis Boyd, like maybe Nick Schmaltz, but you know, Schmaltz doesn't play that much center. Um, spends most of his time on the wing. So, yeah, there, there's definitely a spot for him. Um, it's, it's really just up to him to kind of show what he can do. Yeah, it really, it, it really is. And, um, and I think based off of what we've been able to see, like, and again, he only played 10 games. Yeah, I think in those 10 games, he kind of already proved that, like, he can fit, like, he can slot right into to the, to the, to the uh, Bill Armstrong and Andre Torrenny system. Yeah. Like, like, it looks like it was, like, it looks like he didn't even need, like, warm up. Like, the first game he looked like, it's like, oh, he looks ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, what wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he in the Frozen Four? Um, I believe. Uh, I think I he 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 had a pretty good postseason. But like, he has been in practice. Like, like you said, he played thirty eight games. So it's not like he uh, he was like you know, rusty or anything. Yeah, he was in the Frozen Four. He was actually he was actually in the uh, national championship game, Minnesota State. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, didn't win, if I recall. Is that correct? No, Denver did. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, talk about wanting something to prove something. Like, you're a Hobie Baker finalist. Uh, your team loses in the championship game. Like, that's going to that's gonna send you in with a chip on your shoulder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and in, especially more so because, you know, like, I'm sure there's a lot of crap that people that some people will get when you end up, you know, lately especially joining the Arizona Coyotes because, like, oh, you're joining what a lot of other people across the U.S. are calling a quote poverty franchise, which again is you know a lot of a lot of you know just bullshit. Um, just kind of just like pe- people just saying that kind of shit just because. Um, but you know, for him, it's just like oh, I now I see this as an opportunity because people talk crap. I can shine here. Yeah. Like it's just not more of that it's a bad team. It's just that it's a team that I have opportunity with, a team that I have an opportunity to be the guy potentially. Yeah, well, it's also a bad team. Like that that is why you have that opportunity. Exactly. Uh, and if you could stick around like, you know, the a team that's going to be bad for a couple of years, like they're going to get some quality prospects in the pipeline. Like I'm sure he watched Dylan Gunther highlights and it's like, look, I'm not going to play with Gunther this year. Not going to play with Gunther next year, except for, you know, possibly preseason, you know, preseason, maybe the last couple games of the year. If he, you know, if, or, or first, like first five or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, you know, maybe the year after that, there, there's definitely a reason why if you're Nate Smith, like you, you there's, there's reasons you want to be part of the Coyotes. I mean, if you're any prospect and you look at who's in the system right now and who's going and who might be in the system down the road, 
like there is a lot of reason to be like oh yeah i want to be in this pipeline yep definitely and nate smith is definitely one of those people and he's and again you know like you know the uh I think his four points in his first ten games with the Coyotes were definitely a sign that he's he's come ready, at, at, especially at his uh, um, his age at tw- at twenty three for his center. So still still pretty darn young. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we still got more to get to. Uh, what actually before that? Um, you kind of already mentioned a little bit, but down the road, um, let's say, yeah, we kind of like three years from now. Where does uh, Smith slot within this roster? So he 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 only has one year left on his contract, but he's going to be a restricted free agent. Um, I, I think that unless he has a phenomenal year, he's going to be on a bridge deal. Three years from now, hopefully he has like a career year to get that like nice payout, um, which you know lines up with him being twenty six. That's a that's about yeah. time for him to be entering his prime. Absolutely, absolutely. So, definitely, see him as a top six right there. Uh, may maybe not top six. I'm thinking more middle six for right middle now. Middle six. Yeah, that's fair. That is that is definitely definitely fair. Well, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We still got one more prospect to talk about. Another player acquired this season via trade. That in just a little bit, but first a quick word from Carl. So I have a message from our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Stanley Cup final, Major League Baseball, and of course, fighting news from MMA and UFC boxing. Did you bet on the Tampa Bay Lightning to beat the New York Rangers in six? Um Probably not too many people. If you did, yeah, good for you. Uh, but you're definitely going to want to look in and get more information in upcoming you know, preparation for the series against the Avalanche. And Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. That includes live betting, esports, and more. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So now let's go ahead and move on to one last prospect of this episode. We're going to talk um, another one acquired via trade. Um, you have the trade details on this one, but it was the acquisition of Jack McBain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack McBain uh, traded from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Vancouver's 2022 Second round pick, so no contract for this one. Um, I think McBain was um, the, the bigger story than Smith, it seemed like. Both were probably the two biggest NCAA players, uh, and I didn't really expect the Coyotes to get both, but like there was a fair amount of surprise about McBain uh, and lots of Simpsons gifts. That was fun. Um, but I thought he played well. He is a bigger player than Smith. Uh, Smith is listed at six foot zero 177 pounds McBain six foot three 201 only 22 so still oh, growing cat friendly has a different thing from McBain mm, what do they have cast cat friendly lists Mc lists McBain at six four 218 
I'm going off the Coyotes website. So maybe he lost weight at some point. Uh, but he wouldn't have lost height. <laughs> Gotta love the just the non-standardized heights and weights for NHL players. Everyone wants to give themselves an advantage. Um, but I, whatever he actually weighs in and, and his height is, McBain definitely was like the more physical guy, uh, more of a quintessential power forward. I really liked his game. Yeah, I did too. I thought he, I, I thought he, uh, uh, he also fit in pretty well when coming in, coming right in. I think a lot of people were excited. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he got in a was in the goal or an assist in his first game. Um, I think it was an assist, but I. Uh, nope, he got an assist his third game. He got a goal his last game uh, against okay. the Predators and a goal um, uh, three days prior against the Minnesota Wild. So that was fun. He got a goal in his first game against the professional team where, no, he didn't go to college in Minnesota. He went to Boston. Yeah. Uh, but, but he got was a goal Minnesota, against the, he was a Minnesota prospect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so so got a goal against his own his old team. Always great to see. Um, yeah, not really too much to complain about. I, I think he's kind of on a similar path as as Smith. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what, what was really nice about um, you know these acquisitions as a whole, kind of like both when I you know lumping both McBain and Smith together is as um, the Coyotes were able to negotiate, you know, take care of their own contracts, right? So, like, they started, you know, 100% from year zero. It's like, it's like, doesn't matter what happens because, like, they had their, they had their rights to them. They just, like, we just acquired your rights and now negotiating power moves to us. We give you your contract. Um, yeah. And, I mean, again, it kind of says that, like, hey, McBain is a player who didn't think he had room in the, in the Minnesota system, they have a lot of good players. It's a pretty reasonable assessment to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got room in the Coyotes. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he can get to the same place Smith. I think Smith is the more like skillful of the two from the limited experience I saw. Both only played 10 games. Not really enough to judge at this point. But McBain, I, I like his physicality. I like the power forwardness of it all. Uh, and as we've seen, like, you know, Bear likes that kind of like mm-hmm. hard edge player. Armstrong likes that. So I'm I sure can, he's going to get time and, and yeah, I can definitely see down the road, Jack McDane, Jack McBain being a pretty darn solid, uh, checking power, uh, a third line checking power forward. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would like to, you know, see like him get like, you know, Lawson Krause had 20 goals. Can Jack McBain in a couple of years have 20 goals? I don't know. Um, it's it's definitely too early to see, but I, I like what he saw. Uh, third line seems like a good fit for him. Maybe play up to second if the Coyotes aren't skilled uh, enough. Hopefully by that point they are. Like, but here's like the three here's years. the amazing thing is though we talked about centers, like, um. Like McBain's listed technically as a center, and Smith is listed technically as a center. Um, like the Coyotes are filling themselves with centers, and that's a good thing because 
remember we talked about last year they didn't have any <laughs> yeah and as we've talked about yeah like Travis Boyd is your number one center. That's not ideal no. for the future. I mean, we we even said that with with Nick Schmaltz being your number one center, that's still a problem. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's there's no real like guarantee that the Coyotes are going to be drafting a center this year. Like, or you know, good thing about yeah, centers, I mean, they can move to wing. I mean, Logan Cooley is supposed to be a center, but yeah. But I mean, Clayton Keller was drafted as a center and moved to wing, so it's not, you know the strangest thing to see a player make oh, that no, jump, no, especially I, like a smaller player. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense, but, um, but we'll have to see, right. We'll have to see like, again, as long as the Coyotes can bolster their center depth, like, cause centers are a lot more versatile. <laughs> like a winger, Definitely. like you don't like a winger won't really slot well at center, but a, you can put a, you can put someone who is, you know, raised up as a center and put them on the wing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I think the Coyotes have like two really good players. Uh, I'll be curious to see what they can do next year. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited. So um, like I, I, I kind of already said it, you know, down the road, he's going to be, you know, like that, that third, that third line checking power forward. Anything else you want to see that you want to see from him in the next few years, obviously, you know, very much like, um, like Nathan Smith, he is also, um, on a contract year because he was only they were only signed to two year deals, um, but what do you hope to see like you know from him two three years down the road if he's still a member of the Coyotes? Uh, I would just like to see like I, I think both players need to develop their defensive game like, but more so for McBain like when you are a third line person you can't afford to be making mistakes like you need to be like tightening things up and. That's it's understandable that a younger player is going to have those defensive lapses. Just need him to work on that in the coming years. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, on Instagram at locked on coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with, interact with us, ask a question, we might answer right back on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And as a reminder, later this week, um, we've got more draft, draft profiles to get to. I want to thank once again uh, Tony Ferrari for coming on last week. You got a little preview for, the, for those this week. We got from Scouching, Will Scouch will be joining us later this week. Talk more prospects. All that coming up later this week. But anyways, that's it for today. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!